welcome to the podcast. This is Hypochondriac's Almanac, and I'm really excited to be presenting this episode for you guys tonight. I am your host, Sarah, and I'm doing it solo today. In case you're wondering, this is the podcast for all of you out there that secretly think you have a new disease every time you have a sniffle, a slight twinge, or a headache. It's not a tumor. We understand, we identify, and we have definitely scoped out WebMD more than our fair share of the times. We're here to talk weird diseases, strange illnesses, crazy syndromes, rare disorders, and anything else medical related. Before we get started, we need to talk about our little disclaimers. First and foremost, we're not doctors, nurses, or medical professionals of any kind. Please, please, please don't take what we say on the show as medical advice. We're not trying to treat, diagnose, or fix your medical conditions. If you have an issue, please see a doctor. Don't guess or take what we say as a diagnostic tool. We just want to talk about all the weird, wild, and fun parts of the medical world in the past, present, and future. And as well, before you go on any diets, medical programs, medical journeys, try any supplements or anything of that nature, please see a doctor. Make sure you're healthy enough to do that. Today's episode, we are going to talk about keto. It seems to be a hot term that has been used on the internet everywhere. First of all, what is keto? Now, I found some good I found some good information about this on WebMD. Keto is essentially ketogenic is a term for a low carb diet like the Atkins diet. The idea is for you to get more calories from protein and fat and less from carbohydrate. You cut back most on the carbs that are easy to digest like sugar, soda, pastries and white bread. How does it work? When you eat less than 50 grams of carbs a day, your body eventually runs out of fuel or blood sugar that it can use quickly. This typically takes three to four days. Then you start to break down protein and fat for energy, which can help you lose weight. This is called ketosis. It's also important to note that the ketogenic diet is a short-term diet that's focused on weight loss rather than the pursuit of health benefits. And this is what doctors are saying. Who uses this? People often use a ketogenic diet to lose weight, but it can actually help manage certain medical conditions as well, like epilepsy. It can also help people with heart disease, certain brain diseases, or even people suffering from acne. But there needs to be a lot more research in those areas before we can conclusively put a link to a ketogenic diet and the prevention of diseases, illnesses, or conditions. As recommended with any diet you go on, doctors say that you need to talk to your doctor and find out if it's safe to try a ketogenic diet, especially if you have diabetes. A ketogenic diet can help you lose more weight in the first three to six months than some other diets. This is because it takes more calories to change fat into energy than it does to change carbs into energy. It's also possible that a high-fat, high-protein diet satisfies you more so you eat less. But that part hasn't been proven yet, so don't quote me on it. Cancer. Insulin is a hormone that lets your body use or store sugar as fuel. Ketogenic diets make you burn through this fuel quickly so you don't need to store it. This means your body needs and makes less insulin. These lower levels may help protect you against some kinds of cancer or even slow the growth of cancer cells. More research is needed on this one as well, though, so don't quote that one as an absolute truth. It also seems that heart disease could be an issue that is prevented by a ketogenic diet. It seems really counterintuitive that a diet that calls for more fat can raise good cholesterol and lower bad cholesterol, but ketogenic diets are linked to just that. It may be because the lower levels of insulin that result from these diets can stop your body from making more cholesterol. 
This means that you're less likely to have high blood pressure, hardened arteries, heart failure, or other heart conditions. It's unclear, though, however, how long these effects last. Acne. Carbohydrates have been linked to this skin condition, so cutting down on them can help prevent acne. And the drop in insulin that a ketogenic diet can trigger may also help stop acne breakouts. Insulin can cause your body to make more of hormones that bring on outbreaks. Still, more research is needed for this to determine how exactly it can affect your acne. Low-carb diets seem to keep your blood sugar lower and more predictable than other diets. But when your body burns fat for energy, it makes compounds called ketones. If you have diabetes, particularly type 1, too many ketones in your blood can make you sick. So it's important to work with your doctor on any changes in your diet before you go ahead and do that. Epilepsy. Ketogenic diets have been linked to control of seizures since the 1920s. However, if you do have this condition, it's important to work with your doctor to figure out what is right for you or your child before you determine that ketogenic diet will help conclusively. Other nervous system disorders, these affect your brain and spine as well as the nerves that link them together. Epilepsy is just one of these disorders, but others may be helped by a ketogenic diet as well, including Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, and sleep disorders. Scientists aren't sure why, but it may be that the ketones your body makes when it breaks down fat for energy help protect your brain cells from damage. Polycystic ovary syndrome. That is when a woman's ovaries get larger than they should be and a small and small fluid-filled sacs form around the eggs. High levels of insulin can cause this, but ketogenic diets, which lower both the amount of insulin you make and the amount you need, may help treat this condition along with other lifestyle changes like exercise and weight loss. Exercise. A ketogenic diet may help endurance athletes, runners, and cyclists, for example, when they train, but over time... It helps your muscles, your muscle to fat ratio and raises the amount of oxygen your body's able to use when it's working hard. Side effects. The more common ones for a ketogenic diet are usually not that serious. You might experience constipation, mild low blood sugar, or indigestion. Much less often though, low carb diets can lead to kidney stones or high levels of acid in your body, which is called acidosis. Other side effects can include the keto flu, which can include headaches, weakness, and irritability, as well as bad breath and fatigue. Use care with this diet, though, folks. When your body burns its stores of fat, it can be hard on your kidneys. And when you start a ketogenic diet or going back to a normal diet afterwards, this can be tricky if you're obese because of other health issues you're likely to incur, like diabetes, a heart condition, or high blood pressure. If you have any of these conditions, make diet changes slowly and only with the guidance of your doctor. Okay, so what are some of the dangers of going keto? I know there are a lot of benefits and it can help people lose weight and feel better, but there are dangers. Health.com has an article called Seven Dangers of Going Keto. 
The ketogenic diet, also known as keto, has become the latest big thing in weight loss plans. This has been touted recently by celebrities like Janet Jameson, Mama June, and Halle Berry. The diet involves cutting way back on carbohydrates to 50 grams a day or less to help the body achieve a state of ketosis in which it has to burn fat rather than sugar for energy. Doctors say that keto can be helpful in treating epilepsy. It's unclear exactly why, but something about ketogenic state seems to reduce the frequency of seizures. Animal studies have also suggested the diet may have anti-aging and anti-inflammatory as well as cancer-fighting benefits. But as a general weight loss plan, keto is more controversial. Some health experts warn against it entirely, citing the unpleasant side effects, health risks, and the diet's unstable nature. Even keto proponents admit that if the diet is not done right, it can be the opposite of healthy. Here are a few things you should know about the ketogenic diet before you use it as a way to lose weight. Yes, you might drop pounds, but you should also watch out for the following side effects or complications. Number one, keto flu. Some people report that when they start ketosis, they feel sick. There can be vomit, gastrointestinal distress, a lot of fatigue. These so-called flu symptoms usually pass after a few days. But about 25% of people who try a ketogenic diet experience these symptoms with fatigue being the most common. This happens because your body runs out of sugar to burn for energy and it has to start using fat. That transition alone is enough to make your body feel tired for a few days and you may be able to minimize the effects of keto flu by drinking plenty of water and getting lots of sleep. They also have keto-related supplements that are recommended to incorporate in order to give natural energy sources to battle fatigue. Some of these things are matcha green tea, organic coffee, and some herbs. They should help with that. The second one on this list is diarrhea. If you find yourself running to the bathroom more often while on the ketogenic diet, a quick internet search will show you that you're not alone. People are tweeting about keto diarrhea. This may be due to the gallbladder. This is the organ that produces bile to break down fat in the diet. The gallbladder can get overwhelmed on the keto diet. Diarrhea can also be due to lack of fiber in the diet, which can happen when someone cuts way back on carbs like whole grain, bread, and pasta, and doesn't supplement with other fiber-rich foods like vegetables. It can also be caused by intolerance to dairy or artificial sweeteners. These things might be getting a little bit more heavy in your diet if you switch to the keto diet. Number three, reduced athletic performance. Some athletes swear by the ketogenic diet, not just for weight loss, but also for improved performance in their sport. But doctors and nutritionists don't buy it. I hear cyclists all the time that say they're faster and better now that they're on keto. And my first question is, well, how much weight did you lose? They say in a recent study in the journal of sports medicine and physical fitness, doctors found that participants performed worse on high intensity cycling and running tasks after four days on ketogenic diets compared to those who spent four days on high carb diets. Doctors say that the body is in a more acidic state when it's in ketosis, which may limit its ability to perform at peak levels. 
Just losing a few pounds is enough to give you a huge advantage on the bike, but I'm very concerned that people are attributing the benefits of weight loss to something specific in the ketogenic diet, doctors continue. In reality, the benefits of weight loss could be at least partially canceled out by reductions in performance. So don't drop everything for the keto diet if you're trying to perform a marathon or a bike race or something of that nature. Ketoacidosis is the next thing on this list. If you have type 1 or type 2 diabetes, you should not follow the keto diet unless you have your doctor's permission and close supervision. Ketosis can actually be helpful for people who have hypoglycemia issues, but you have to be very mindful of your blood sugar and check your glucose levels multiple times a day, doctors say. That's because for people with diabetes, ketosis can trigger a dangerous condition called ketoacidosis. This occurs when the body stores up too many ketones, acids produced as a byproduct of burning fat, and the blood becomes too acidic. This can trigger damage to the liver, kidneys, and brain, and if left untreated, it can also be fatal. Ketoacidosis also has been reported in people without diabetes who are following low-carb diets, although this complication is rare. Symptoms of ketoacidosis include dry mouth, frequent urination, nausea, bad breath, and breathing difficulties. If you experience any of these while you're on the keto diet, check with your doctor immediately. Do not wait. Weight regain. Because the keto diet is so restrictive, health experts say it's not an appropriate diet to follow long term. Some believe it's best for 30 to 90 days followed by a more sustainable diet plan. But the problem with that, doctors are saying, is that most people will regain a lot of the weight they lost as soon as they go back to eating carbohydrates. It's an issue with any fad diet, but it seems to be extra common with ketosis. When people tell doctors they want to try it because their friends lost weight, doctors always tell them, just watch, I guarantee you they will gain it all back. These types of back and forth weight fluctuations can contribute to disordered eating or can worsen an already unhealthy relationship with food, experts say. This side appeals to people who have issues with portion control and with binge eating, and in many cases, they really need a lifestyle coach or a professional counselor to help these people get to the bottom line of the food issues rather than going on a fad diet. The next item on this list is less muscle mass, decreased metabolism. Another consequence of keto-related weight changes can be a loss of muscle mass, say experts, especially if you're eating much more fat than protein. You'll lose weight, but it might actually be a lot of muscle, doctors are saying, because muscle burns more calories than fat that will impact your metabolism. When a person goes off the ketogenic diet and regains much of their original weight, it's often not in the same proportion. Instead of regaining lean muscle, you're likely to regain fat. Now you're back to your starting weight, but you no longer have the muscle mass to to burn the calories you did before. And this can have lasting effects on your resting metabolic rate as well as your weight long term. There's also an increased risk of heart disease and diabetes. Experts say that when done right, the ketogenic diet includes lots of vegetables and lean sources of animal protein. In other words, it's not an excuse to eat butter and bacon, although some people may try to do just that. 
That's why many health experts are concerned about people on the keto diet, especially those who try it without the guidance of a doctor or nutritionist. Doctors say that high-fat diets like this one may raise cholesterol levels, and some studies suggest they increase the risk of diabetes. Some have even called it a cardiologist nightmare. Just this week, a 25,000-person study presented at the European Society of Cardiology Congress in Munich suggested that people on the lowest-carb diets had the highest risk of dying from cancer, cardiovascular conditions, and all other causes. Another study published this month in The Lancet found that people who followed diets that were low in carbs and high in animal proteins had a higher risk of early death compared to those who consumed carbs in moderation. The opposite was true, however, for low-carb dieters who opted for plant-based proteins over meat and dairy. When you're in the paleo camp or the keto camp or the vegan camp, Everyone agrees that, we're, that we want to have a nutrient-rich diet. Lots of vegetables, herbs, spices, and plant-based protein sources of fat and protein too. If you're not doing that, you're promoting disease in the body. It's just that simple. And yes, that's true even if you still lose weight in the beginning. If you're just going to eat butter and bacon, I'd rather you don't do keto at all, say the experts. Very interesting. So let's talk about what you can and cannot eat on the keto diet. I found this article on goodhousekeeping.com. In case you've somehow missed it, the keto diet is the latest fad taking over the weight loss world. Nutritionists, including Good Housekeeping Institute's own Jacqueline London, remain more skeptical. The diet's aim of inducing ketosis, a metabolic process where the body uses fat instead of carbs for energy, can backfire because the plan takes a lot of willpower. Plus, any weight you may lose while on it can return when you stop, which is what we mentioned in the earlier article. Medical experts and nutritionalists agree that a Mediterranean-style eating plan has more research behind it and can produce better and longer-lasting results. But if your friends have all gone keto and you're curious about what exactly this diet entails, the basic premise is very simple. The diet focuses on eating mostly fat, limited amounts of protein, and almost no carbs at all. The do lists include meat, seafood, eggs, vegetables that grow above the ground, nuts and seeds, fats and oils, and some dairy products. In terms of drinks, keto diet advises people to stick to water and skip diet soda, even though it's artificially sweetened. No Diet Coke, folks. As far as meat's concerned, you should eat chicken, pork, steak, ground beef, lamb, bacon, ham, turkey, sausage in limited amounts, and fattier cuts. You can also get down on the oils and fats with butter, coconut oil, olive oil, ghee, lard, avocado oil, and mayonnaise. Try vegetables like cauliflower, cabbage, avocado, broccoli, zucchini, peppers, eggplants, tomatoes, asparagus, cucumber, onion, mushroom, spinach, lettuce, green beans, and olives. You want the high-fat dairy and the heavy cream, cheese, both soft and hard, cream cheese, and sour cream. If you're going for sweeteners, you want stevia or sucralose. Berries should be eaten sparingly, and they could be blueberries, blackberries, or raspberries. Seafood can include salmon, snapper, trout, tuna, cod, catfish, halibut, clams, oysters, lobster, crab, scallops, or mussels. Nuts. 
Now down on those almonds, peanuts, peanut butter, almond butter, macadamia nuts, pecans, hazelnuts, and walnuts. Alcohol should be consumed sparingly. Hard liquor and dry wine along with champagne are allowed in small and limited amounts. Eggs, unsweetened coffee and tea, and spices can be consumed at will. While giving up soda may not sound hard, the rest of the banned list might be difficult. Bread, rice, pasta, fruit, corn, potatoes, beans, baked goods, sweets, juice, and beer all get the axe. Yikes. Basically, you have to avoid most sugars and starches. Whole grains like oatmeal don't even make the cut. You also have to avoid fruit like apples, bananas, oranges, grapes, watermelon, peaches, melon, pineapple, cherries, pears, lemons, limes, grapefruit, plum, mango, etc. Stay away from those grains and starches. You cannot eat wheat, rice, rye, oats, corn, quinoa, barley, millet, bulgur, buckwheat, or sprouted grains. Rooted vegetables are also a no-no. Nicks on the potatoes of any kind, beets, yucca, turnips, any of that is gone. You also have to avoid grain products like bread, cereal, pasta, corn, oatmeal, crackers, pizza, bagels, and muesli. Anything with flour in it. You also got to nix the legumes. No beans, no sweeteners of any kind, including honey, honey, Splenda, cane sugar, etc. Sweets like candy, chocolate, buns, pastries, tarts, pies are also excluded as well as some oils, canola oil, soybean oil, grapeseed oil, peanut oil, sesame oil, or sunflower oil. You also got to get rid of sweetened sauces and dips, low-fat dairy, sweetened drinks, and alcohol like beer, cider, sweet wines, and sweetened alcoholic beverages. If you are tempted to try this, even after hearing all the things that you have to give up for this plan, please consult your doctor before embarking on a weight loss plan. The ketogenic diet can include healthful foods, but others get nixed that you may not be able to get rid of. Talk to your doctor, folks. Find out if this is right for you. So knowing all this, if you really want to know if keto is the right thing for you, do your research, folks. Go online, check out the benefits, check out the bad parts. Know your business before you jump in and start this diet. It is certainly a fad and you can see that there are people out there all over the world that are really amped up on this diet. And there are people that have experienced tremendous, amazing results from being on this diet. But there are also people that have suffered and people that are not getting good results from it or people that have gained all the weight back as soon as they've stopped eating a keto diet. So Essentially, it kind of looks like this needs to be a lifestyle change for you, not a fad diet that you are on for a few weeks or a few months. It needs to be something that's a lifelong habit. I would encourage you all just to be healthy and to make the choices for your life and not just to lose a couple pounds because if that happens, you're definitely going to gain that weight back as soon as you stop the diet. So my partner and I have both tried the keto diet probably for about two years now. We have been interested in the keto lifestyle and adjusting our diet to try to be a part of this keto revolution, so to speak. And my significant other has found tremendous success with it. He's lost approximately 20 to 40 pounds and his weight will fluctuate depending on what kind of junk that we incorporate into our diet for special occasions. But for the most part, he's found great success in the keto diet and his 
his body looks amazing. He's able to maintain lean muscle mass and get rid of the fat that has troubled him for the last 10 years or so. Myself, on the other hand, have not found quite the same level of success with a keto diet. I find that I feel healthier and feel better, but I have not managed any weight loss from the keto diet or any significant amount of weight loss. If I stick to it rigorously and maintain the diet for weeks and weeks and weeks, then yes, I notice small results, but nothing significant and nothing that is long-term. And as soon as I start eating normally again, I gain all the weight back. As well, I, I also find that my athletic performance tends to be a little bit lower when I have less carbohydrate in my diet. I find that if I incorporate a, the keto diet with a slightly higher amount of carbohydrates, then I perform better on my runs and when I play volleyball. So I've had mixed results with this. And I find that on the whole, it's a a healthier lifestyle, but would I incorporate it for life strenuously and vigorously? Probably not. In any case, we're going to go ahead and wrap the episode up for the day. This is the point in the podcast where we say goodbye. So long, farewell. Please rate, review, and subscribe. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, go ahead and shoot us an email. We're at hypoalmapodcast at gmail.com. If you want to check us out on social media, tweet at us, send us a DM, check out our pictures on Instagram or at podcast.addict. Please join us again next week when we talk more about strange medical news, conditions, and treatments. Good night, podcast peeps. Stay healthy, keep it real, and always live your best life. Bye.